1: Are you ready for some football? Well, I always am. In Savannah area, high school football fans are primed for the kickoff to the 2022 season later this week. The ultimate insider, Savannah Morning News sports writer Dennis Knight, is our guest for this edition of the Commute Podcast, presented by National Office Systems. Good day, Savannah, from all of us here at SavannahNow.com. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, and this is The Commute Podcast. I am your host, Adam Van Bremmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News. On this edition of The Commute, we preview the high school football season, which kicks off Thursday night and begins in earnest a day later under the Friday night lights. Sports writer Dennis Knight, who covers the high school beat, gives his insider insights in just one moment. First, a word about our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. When it comes to office design and outfitting, National Office Systems has been Savannah's trusted source since the 1980s. National Office Systems offers more than 200 product lines, including a new collaboration from two of the office furniture industry's leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll, also known as Miller Knoll. If your office space needs a refresh, National Office Systems can help. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's natoffssys.com. Now, let's tee it up with Dennis Knight. Joined on the commute by sports writer Dennis Knight, and we're at a very exciting time of the year, and that's the start of the high school football season. I think certainly in a lot of people's minds, this is the best time of the year. I certainly I'm a big uh, football fan, starting with high school, leading into college and the pros. High school starts a little bit earlier, and we're going to talk. We got a couple of really good teams in town. Before we talk to them, though, we got to talk about reclassification. And the GHSA does this every two years, and this round of reclassification had pretty sweeping, pretty sweeping changes. Dennis, can you kind of walk us through some of the the high points of, of what has happened in, around reclassification for our local teams?
0: Okay, so. The- one of the big ones is Richmond Hill moves up from class 6A to 7A, and they're in 1-7A with like Colquitt County, Camden County, Lowndes, one of the toughest regions in the state, if not the whole southeast. Um, so they're, they're on an island by themselves out there. And then we got uh, Jenkins moves up from 4A where they were with BC and Islands um, and New Hampstead to 5A, and they're kind of on an island there where, where they'll be in Statesboro's region along with Bradwell. So they're in there. So in 5A, uh, Benedictine stays in 4A with islands in New Hampstead. Um, 3A has the biggest changes as the cla- all the Class A private teams from in town, uh, led by Calvary Day, Savannah Christian, and Savannah Country Day, move up from 1A private to 3A. Well, they'll be playing with the traditionally a public school region, and
1: that has to do with the way they count students. What was the change around?
0: Yeah, that? it was the way they were counting out of district students, and I want to say it was two and a half or three to to one. Okay. Um. So, if, depending on how many you had, they would add that to your enrollment numbers. Okay. So, cool. uh, I think it was one of them went up, I think it was Savannah Christian and the others could have stayed down, but they wanted to just go up. Mm-hmm. That would help them with travel and maintain those region rivalries that, that are so important. And what does that do to class a, where we do have some schools? Okay. So we class a now there's no private, there's no uh, strictly private uh, classification anymore. So class a is class a division one, which is the bigger schools in class a division two. And, uh, if I have it right, we have two teams in Class A Division One in Savannah High and Bryan County. So right. Savannah High comes down from three A right. to one A, which could help them a lot in especially in basketball. In basketball, right? Because um, they had five freshman starters last year, which Tim Jordan was really excited about. Yeah. But it'll also help them in football uh, to play teams more along uh, the lines of of their numbers that they have and enrollment. the quality of players they have. Yeah. And Savannah High is really excited. They got the new stadium. New stadium. Yeah, yeah. and that's Friday night. They're hosting the first game there against Josie, a team from Augusta.
1: Right. Well, that's pretty exciting. So that's where everybody is. I think the the large part of the focus will be on Benedictine, defending state champion. And then Calvary, a team is, as you mentioned, is moving up in classification, but from a talent standpoint, is loaded. So oh, yes. let's start with BC.
0: Okay, so BC – uh, they, you know, they lost a lot to graduation. Holden Gurner, their quarterbacks, and now at Auburn, freshman at Auburn. Holden Sapp, who was our defensive player of the year, is now playing at Army. Uh, and Justin Thomas, who was our overall mm-hmm. player of the year, is mm-hmm. playing baseball, baseball at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they lost those three seniors. But they've got so much talent coming back. They, they have a new quarterback, Luke C- Cromahawk. He's a junior he'll get his first start at quarterback uh Friday night at Memorial Stadium against Jenkins but he's already committed to Florida State that's how highly <laughs> regarded he is how that's how he's proven himself in camps and
1: uh sounds like Griner who committed to LSU before he'd even thrown a pass at BC back in the day right
0: yeah or who, are you talking about Garner
1: Garner I'm sorry I said Griner Garner no, yeah.
0: Gern, no Garner no Gurner had a uh, he had when he he committed to uh Auburn. Okay. But he had played, he started since his sophomore year. So this is Luke who's never thrown a touchdown pass yet, but he proved him. He was a, a big time player on the team last year as a safety and a tight end. He really likes to hit and he can throw the ball so well. If, he, if you've seen him in practice or just throw, throwing on the sidelines with, with Gurner last year, he's got so much zip from, from 40 yards away, just puts it on a dime, but they had a, uh, scrimmage last week against tombs county and he threw for 170 i think it was 17 of 24 for 178 yards and three touchdowns and he's going to bring this added dimension in the running game he had five runs for 50 yards Mm -hmm. and last year he ran for five touchdowns he's not afraid to lay down that shoulder and Mm -hmm. and uh try to get some yards that way but he'll have a a really great weapon and it's Bryan, who he had 95 catches last year for nearly 1400 yards and he is uh, committed to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take over uh, in the role that Justin Thomas played last year of a slot back. He'll get a lot more touches in the run game. I think Thomas ran for like 1,400 yards last year and had 900 yards receiving with 39 total touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So Brian is going to be featured in that aspect of the game, and he said he's really focusing on – his performance on the defensive side of the ball. Cause that's where he'll be playing as a defensive back at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But uh, BC is the one uh, concern they have is their entire offensive line graduated. Mm. But as their, their motto is they don't rebuild, they reload. They have sure. a sophomore Jacoby Ward, six foot three, 306 pounder who will wow. have his first start Friday night. And he has offers from Minnesota and Boston college already right so they'll have some some good players they'll have some talent
1: and the thing for them is though you mentioned the region realignment they get some new teams in there i believe wayne county
0: southeast bullock
1: does the region get tougher with the realignment
0: yes it's going to get tougher because they only had four teams in it before so uh so yeah i think it's wayne county in there i think burke too and burke county yeah i believe you're correct on that um there's, there's been so many changes I, I didn't have it written down who's exactly
1: I just know because my child goes to Islands I know Islands is in there and I know Southeast Bullock and Wayne County and Burke County are in there yeah. along with New Hampstead
0: yeah and there's there's six teams now instead of four so they right. actually it's not straight into the playoffs no matter right. what right and they, they they have a strong defense they got Cole Simeon who is a AJC preseason all-state pick Bryce Baker at Uh he's got an <laughs> offer from Austin P. Along with and Wilkes Albert, those guys both had over a hundred tackles last year as linebackers. So BC is going to be tough once again. Uh, uh, you know, coach their their second game of the season is going to be down in Miami, Columbus, Love. Florida, who who beat them in their I think was their opener last year, forty five to twenty four or something. So they get to go down to Miami for that game. That'll be a real good experience for the kids, right?
1: And they're ranked. Uh, rankings such as they are, they're ranked pretty high, correct? In the state rankings.
0: BC, uh AJC has them at number one among okay. the class four A teams. Right. Right. All right. How about how about Calvary? I know uh
1: you said BC lost a lot and has got to replace a lot and has some people coming in. Calvary returns a lot.
0: Right? Oh yeah. They it seems like they got everybody coming back. Uh they have four four guys on AJC's preseason all state first team and they have Eight or nine guys with offers. Jake Merklinger, their quarterback. This will be his third years as a starter. He's a four star quarterback, consensus ranked top ten in the nation at his position. He's got twenty offers, over twenty, including Auburn, Florida, Georgia Tech, Michigan State, and he's just he's really improving and he's going places. So he uh, he has a four star tight end in Michael Smith who is his classmate. This kid's like 6'3", 230, just a specimen. Actually, I think he might be 6'5", 230. (laughs) But he's a four-star guy, Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia Tech. We're waiting on UGA. They're supposed to be tight end university, right? (laughs) Uh, Then we got Troy Ford, Jr., the middle linebacker. He's committed to UCF. He's moving from an outside linebacker to the Mike this year, middle linebacker. And up in front of him is Terry Simmons, a 300-pound defensive tackle who's committed to Duke. And they've got a lot of other players around those. It's just those four are – it's an amazing uh, amazing core to start. They lost Donovan Johnson, uh, their freshman running back, who ran for over 1,300 yards last year. And this kid has offers from, I think, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. He's the number one running back in his class. But hmm. he's, he transferred down to IMG Academy. Okay. So A.J. Bus and Trevor Strobridge, they're going to kind of go by committee early on. And A.J. is a really good linebacker. I think he had 135 tackles last year. He ran for like five touchdowns. He'll, he'll be getting a lot of the carries. And then Strobridge is a safety who is more of a big play, a faster type guy uh, who will see more carries with uh, Donovan Johnson gone.
1: They got a lot of depth in the coach's box too, right? They had Donald Chumley, they yeah, got they Russell in, DeMossi. They yeah. got
0: in Russell DeMossi, who was the interim coach at Savannah State. And a lot of people thought he should have been the hire there. Mm-hmm. He he had been uh, behind the uh, big reason behind the turnaround over there with the Tigers. And it's funny because he played for Chumley when right. he was at Savannah, at Savannah Christian. Christian. Right. So now they got Chumley. He's got a new job at Calvary. He came over where he's he had been working at South Effingham. And he'll be working with that defensive line, which has got a lot of talent on it. Another kid named uh, Wes Mathis, I think, is his, or Walter Mathis, maybe uh, D Lyman, who's a sophomore, who's like a three hundred pounder. So with Chumley teaching those guys up, coaching those guys up, they're going to be tough, really tough. Right. So and then so they're going to be in that. They're the favorites in that region three three a. And then Savannah Christian comes up and they've got Elijah Griffin. I first met this kid when he was in eighth grade. He got an offer from Georgia as an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. So he's a sophomore now. He doesn't turn 16 until October, but he had a really good freshman year showing that all these college recruiters were right. He's 6'5, about 280. On three recruiting just listed him as the number one sophomore recruit of any across all positions in the country for the sophomore class. And uh, Max Preps put him on their preseason sophomore All American team. Wow! So watch out for Elijah Griffin. He's a uh, over at Savannah Christian.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're going to ask Dennis to do some prognosticating here in just a moment. But if you're into high school football, you really need to be on the email list for Dennis's weekly high school sports newsletter, known as Prep Central. He covers football, volleyball, softball, cross country, all the prep sports. To get your fix, go to savannahnow.com slash newsletters and sign up. The newsletter will go straight to your email inbox every week. And you don't have to subscribe to the Savannah Morning News or savannahnow.com to get the newsletter, so there's no excuses. It's free. It comes right to you. Now, with that, here's Dennis's picks for the 2022 season.
0: Uh,
1: So let's get you, you're you're headed down this path, and I'm glad, and let's let's kind of forecast, let's do a little prognostication. I know in recent weeks you've done a lot of pieces on players to watch and, and those sort of things. Tell us, tell us about uh, a couple of guys that maybe we don't know about that you expect big things from.
0: Um, one might be Paulie Seeley, uh, the quarterback from New Hampstead. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's really progressed since, since uh, moving into town. I think he came, I want to say he came from like Michigan or something a few years back but his father uh, also also Paul Seely played with coach Kyle Hawkman at Bowling Green University. Then his dad was a quarterback and Hawkman was his tight end. So they have a relationship going way back. Mm-hmm. So Paulie uh just recently committed to play at Wofford mm-hmm. and he's a really smart uh smart quarterback and coach Hawkman was talking about him today at this media day that we had um, how he's growing in you know he's got 200 pounds on him now and 6 foot 1 and uh kind of growing into and he, he's looking forward to see what kind of physicality he'll have on the field this year but mm-hmm. New Hampshire is is a, a Hawkman such a great coach and they they're a team that's going to be improving every year they he said they're pretty young this year but right. but he's another one to watch and then at Jenkins we have Josh Pridgeon uh he closed out the season last year very strong against uh New Hampstead, they beat out. They beat New Hampstead, coming back from a twenty-one to nothing in the first quarter to to win this game. And Pridgeon ran for career high. I want to say like two twenty and three touchdowns in that game. And then in the playoffs, I think he went for one seventy in a loss. So he had those two big games and put him over a thousand on the season. And uh, he's the only running back we have coming back who who had over a thousand yards on the year. Okay. Also, look at watch out for Johnson High School this year. Now they're they're gonna the region's gonna be a lot tougher with all the private schools in there. They're in the three A with three three A, yeah. yeah. And uh, but they have Amari and Scott at running back. The coach coach Kendrick Bonner is calling his running back combo thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. So Amari and Scott is more between the tackles type guy. He's the thunder. He ran for over seven hundred yards last year. Then they got uh, Samari Dowdy, who transferred over from New Hampstead after the football year last year. Now, Dowdy had this game against Windsor Forest last year, 15 carries for 330 yards. He had like an 80 and a 70, 60-yard right. right. runs in it. Mm-hmm. But he's so fast, he came over to New Hampstead, and he ran a track in the spring, and he had Going into the state meet, I think he had the second best time across across all classifications in the 100 at 10.41. Mm-hmm. He ended up second in 3A in the 100-meter dash, and he runs, a I think, a 4.37, he said, 40. Mm-hmm. I usually don't believe those times, but when I see it, an actual right. time yeah. on Georgia mile split for the 100. Yeah, from Georgia high Schools so association. Yeah. yeah, so they'll have those two seniors, and they got eight starters coming back on D, seven on offense, Uh, Jalen Boone a two-way starter on the line will be real good And I think in their defensive secondary all four guys are like three-year starters right so it'll be interesting to see uh see how they do this season right
1: so Johnson's a a, a kind of a sleeper to watch before we turn on the microphones you said you would talk to the new coach at Groves and they have over 70 kids out which is a big deal right but
0: yes it's Calvin, Calvin Wells, I believe okay. and he's a Savannah state. He's a nose guard from the class of 2007. Okay. And he coached as under Ulysses Hawthorne at beach for 10 seasons. But uh, what surprised me, cause Groves has been down so bad. I think they might be in the midst of a 17 game losing streak. Right okay. Now. wow. Um, but their numbers have been down and he said he has 75 players out for the squad this year.
1: Right.
0: So they got this kid, Marcus Bithwood, a senior four year starter, and he did pretty good in the scrimmage. The other day at quarterback and uh, things are looking up there and coach looks like he has them going in the right direction. I
1: want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to GHSA, but I want to allow you really quickly to talk about the smaller private schools. So GISA, any, uh, whether St. Andrews or whoever, anybody, Memorial, Bethesda,
0: anybody in those ranks that we should keep an, an eye out for this, this fall. Well, we got St. Andrews has an interesting, uh, interesting factor going on. We got, uh, Kevin Prasant. oh yeah, taken over after a long time stint as the uh, as assistant coach at Benedictine. Yeah, but he um, so he's got he's got some players over there, including uh, Zaire and Zayden Edwards. So those are the two brothers. Zayden's a sophomore; he's going to be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Zaire is a senior, and he's a slot slot receiver DB. They helped lead the team, the basketball team, to a Giza State title last year. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, Zaire wanted to focus on basketball, but his little brother said, you got to play yeah, one more, more year with me. me. So Prisant's uh, really excited about that. Then we got Jaha Taylor uh, starting over at Memorial okay. Day, and he had been an assistant at Islands for six years and then at Windsor Forest last year. Okay, So he's going over there, and I think they had a winless season last year. But he's trying to get things turned around over there in his first. He's another Savannah State alum uh, who's excited to get things going and, and turn things around. Yeah, a lot of Savannah State connections.
1: Okay, so I'll put you on the spot. So BC's a favorite. Can they repeat? Well, and they in for context, they repeated last decade or they went they won two and three years.
0: Yeah, it was remember. 2014 and 16. Twice in three years. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think they can make a, a run at it. Uh, they got a chance if they improved like they did last year. Coach Britt's been saying. Uh, they started 0-2 it? last year, right? Yeah, they started yeah. 0-2. They lost to Buford in that second game. Then they ran off 13 in a row. Right. But uh, with this tough schedule they got, they also have bowls of, of jacksonville florida another Uh, power so that's down in jacksonville hope to get out to that game but coach britt says he's trying to make it one of those kind of a national type schedule where they travel more because bc's never done that in the past but he said they could have up to three losses midway through the season and still make a deep playoff run so i wouldn't count them out you know they're they're ranked number one in the state coming in by ajc who who usually knows what they're talking about? Yeah, especially then, if they reach outside of Atlanta. It means they respect you. Yeah, and then they have a lot of respect for Calvary. I think uh, I think Calvary has a shot to, to make a run at a title, too, even though they're up
1: in 3A. They made semis last year in Class A Pro? Uh, quarterfinals.
0: Quarterfinals. Okay. Um, they lost a Fellowship Christian 24 14 in the quarters. But uh, I think Calvary, the one thing is they just need to avoid. The big injury to to one of those star guys, you know, one of those key guys. Yeah. If they can stay star. stay healthy, uh, I think they have a good shot to All make right. it
1: run. Give me one other team that, that's going to surprise you, whether that's just making a playoffs or whether that's making a deep run. Give me one other team.
0: Um, I think I think Jenkins uh, is a good shot to to get in there in the playoffs. And I think Savannah Christian uh, will bounce back and, and have a better year. I think they had their first losing season since 2003 last year. They ended up five and six. But uh, with Elijah Griffin, who I was talking about earlier, they got another guy, another 300-pounder up front with him, a- Akeem, Akeem Lane. And then they've just got a lot of a lot of talent. David Boussey at, at uh, linebacker. And uh, I think – they should. They could make a run into the playoffs too. All
1: right, all right. A lot of talent in this town for sure. But Dennis, we we'll look forward to to following it throughout the fall and checking back with you on occasion. Certainly uh, as we get close to the playoffs and and we can see how uh, how wise you really are. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it will all come true. Right. That's right. 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 Thank you, Dennis. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's all for this edition of the Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Last week, we discussed St. Joseph's Candler's latest expansion plans down in Bryan County with the healthcare system CEO, Paul Hinchy. To hear that interview and more, search The Commute with that Savannah opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns on Thursday. We will talk to you then.